The Octagon is kind of fun. I've never seen The Octagon. And there's one called Breaker Breaker, where he's a truck driver. Yeah. <laughs> Who, whose brother gets kidnapped, and so he's a, God, what a we- in what a, a truck driving uh, trap town. <laughs> what a career. Chuck Norris, he's just one of those guys. Welcome aboard the Diecast <laughs> Enterprise. This is Pags. Voli. Jay. And this week, as you may have uh, as you may have gathered from our uh, pre-podcast uh, uh, chatting here, uh, this episode doesn't Star Trek Norse. Uh, yeah. It is The Survivors, episode three of season two. Season, season three. Season three. three. Shit. Yeah. Episode three of season three. That's right. Episode three of season three. Uh, we'll just we'll just take it from the top. Greetings. Welcome <laughs> aboard the Diecast. <laughs> I'm Chuck Norris. Oh shit. Uh, so this episode is. You know, like, I mean, we're we're three episodes into season three, where, which is where uh, yeah. things start to get good. What, and, show, what show are we watching again? Uh, we're watching uh, Aftermash. No, I, I meant the TV. Aftermash. Star Trek? Is it Star Wars? We're watching Star Trek? No, no, Aftermash, the uh, sequel to MASH. Oh. You know, yeah. yeah, this is like MASH the Next Generation. Wow. If I were to liken it to a different series. Is that a show that actually exists? Oh, yeah, you didn't yeah. know about Aftermash? No. no only Aftermash, they came, came back. back. Yeah. New cast? Yeah, uh, no, no, it's Harry Morgan, like, it's Colonel Potter and... And Hot Lips Houlihan and Klinger yeah. working in a stateside hospital now. Post war. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Post war. Okay. No, hospital drama comedy. What? Yeah. No. If you never heard, it's it, a dramedy. I think you guys are lying to this. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. This is not. actually for this real. One hundred percent for real. Aftermath. There were a in, bunch of weird mash. Yeah. Insert aftermath theme song here. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. No, for real. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Aftermatch, real thing. Next, you're going to tell me there was a sequel and spinoff from Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Why would they do that? There's no point. So, uh, this episode, the Enterprise is responding to a uh, to a distress call from the planet Rana. Uh, it's got a longer title, but we're just going to call it Rana because that's what they call it in the episode. Uh, the the Enterprise arrives, and it seems that the entire planet has has been wholly decimated and they're they're kind of sad about that because you know it's, it's a sad, sad thing yeah the whole planet yeah, wiped out over 11,000 colonists were on this planet yeah. as of what last week yeah yeah it was three days ago three days so but then you know just before we get to credits the sensors pick up a house there's a single house with a yard and it is the only thing that has survived just one perfect yeah. green square Where? on the on face the, of the planet yeah. Yeah. yeah and they're like what and then and then we get our um, you know them right into the credits and when we return from the credits everyone's just like what's going on down there you know so, I, I think it's somewhat significant that initially they do a scan and they reveal no life yeah and that sort of becomes significant later than, yeah and like oh actually no wait that Here's was wrong this one square and there's two life forms yeah life forms Possibly human, as uh, as our boy Worf says. Uh, and we this, get down there. Yeah, this was a Federation colony, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Full of humans. Full of humans. Got it, okay. So we get down there. It's uh, it's Riker and Worf and Geordi and the Doctor. Yep. And pretty much immediately, Riker gets snagged in a leg trap. Oh, such <laughs> knee, real yes. knee slapper. It's, like, it's hilarious. Vroom, up into the air, hanging upside down, and out comes a crusty it, old man. It looks like he hit that pole really hard. Yeah, like, yeah. In, like, the, yeah. in the shot, like when he goes up, he yeah, just like he swings, swings into the pole. It's <laughs> usually, they really missed an opportunity. Painful. They really missed an opportunity in post production here to add in like a slide whistle sound effect or <laughs> something. Yeah. Or like a boing boing when he yeah. hits it. <laughs> what is that noise called? Those, those, those weird pratfall sound effects. Do those have a classic name? I'm in sure TV production? There, there are probably terms for them, but uh, I don't know what they are. Yeah. Um, I've got a I've got a whole bunch of old. What about that that skedaddle noise? That like Scooby Doo? Yeah, yeah. Right I was just thinking about that. I'll, 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 I'll pour a bunch of them into this episode in post. <laughs> Great. You know, I've got a bunch of those. Because they're funny. I want to you know, know the names. The, the, the Scooby-Doo scramble sound. Like the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are great sounds. I'm sure they have names. But See, I don't know what they are. So while Riker's hanging upside down, uh, out of the house, wielding a... A non-functional phaser. Non-functional phaser. That we don't know at this time. is not. Actually, we do. Because oh, we do. Worf mentions it oh, right. before. Yeah. He's That's like, right. yes. they have one phaser. It is non. It is a low-yield, non, non-functional... Yeah. It is bullshit. Yeah. So, crusty old Kevin comes out. He's like, get off my property! It's it's a total yep. get off my lawn. Yeah, it is. Yep. You know, who are you kids? What are you doing here? Get off my lawn. Got his pants hiked up to his belly button. Yeah. He's wearing that crazy like he's got sort of what do you want to call it? Like a high collar kind of. It's not a turtleneck, but like a high neck. I yeah, actually know high, what those are called. Oh, enlightened. Uh, you see, um, it, it might have a different name in male fashion, but in lady fashion, that is called a cow neck. A cow okay. neck. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's a weird, but it's it's a weird variation on it where he's got a yeah. slit down one side and yeah. side yeah, side slit with with ornate buckles, which yeah. don't I don't they're just decorative. They don't they even seem like, to be not just decorative to me. Yeah, yeah, it's they're not a, functional. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's an odd look. Um, it's a pretty good look. Yeah, no, it stands out. It was memorable, but he's also got yeah. his pants hiked up way too high. Yeah, he looks again like we saw the other. They really this is a couple other seasons. They like they really look like the you know a lot of people are wearing outfits that could have been in like cutting crew or. Like, <laughs> Like I level was, 42. I was yeah, going to mention that this is one of like, the first episodes. What's that era episodes? of fashion? It's like it's really specific time in rock fashion, like 88? Yeah, 88. I, I, it's weird trench coat this, this is, thing. This is, but they're not trench coats, like fashion trench coats. I, I had a, a cassette compilation of the hits of 1988 when I was a kid. Uh, and I think that's the It had level 42 and Cutting Crew did. on it. Uh, yeah, two uh, giants of... Uh, M- MC Sven and uh, Micro G. Whoa. Uh, and yeah. Yeah, it's it's fashion like everyone on the cover of that cassette had. Yeah, I, I was gonna say that this episode is one of the first episodes where the future fashion actually felt like and like something legit as opposed to you know onesies. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. Like striped onesies, like that. I, the, the last colony we went to with the. Oh man! You know, like that. It does not look as ridiculous as that. Definitely, it, yeah. it feels like so, something that people might so wear. So I was in like, the future. Oh, yeah, okay, there you go. This is a weird collar thing. Sure, whatever. Future. I, I I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. I gotta say, like, I, I, I like the performance of uh, Kevin in this episode. Yeah, and I, and Kevin I really like Uxbridge. I, Kevin Usbridge. Yeah. I would not be surprised to learn if he just walked onto the set with that outfit on already. Um. Well, you see, Kevin's performance was informed 
informed by the fact that that actor actually lost his wife like not long before this episode was mm. filmed so which uh, as we'll see is very uh, integral to the plot of this yeah episode yeah so appa- apparently this was quite a difficult role for him having a yeah it's, and he is very good yeah yeah he, he definitely is it, 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 he, he he has a real gravitas yeah definitely definitely well, speaking of, speaking of which yeah yeah immediately thereafter while kevin is being all bristly to uh, the still upside down riker yeah <laughs> uh, out comes mrs oxbridge and she is just a joy yeah. she loves everybody she's like oh we've got company why did you like, say uh, something to kevin uh, what, kevin don't be a dupe don't be a douche <laughs> pretty much yeah like can't you see they're human oh two arms two legs <laughs> head uh, checks out i guess Worf clearly isn't human yeah <laughs> Rashawn. I think that's her name? Rashawn? Yeah, Rashawn. She's a, well, yeah. she's clearly a racist. Well, yeah. Get, get that prescription fixed, maybe. Uh, yeah, so anyway, they get in. She immediately wants to make them tea. Yeah. She does offer them tea immediately. It, it grows wild all over. Oh, oh not anymore, because everything got vaporized, yeah, except for our lawn. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so the crew, understandably, is a little befuddled by the fact that they're there, and they're like, what's going on, geez? Like, how are you guys still here? Everyone else got killed. How are you the only one still here? And yeah. Kevin's just like, Psh, I don't know, it's fine. Yeah, it ain't no thing. Try. I'm a pacifist. I yeah. didn't, yeah. I didn't don't take part in this. Yeah, whatever. You know, leave me yeah, alone. yeah, he does stress several times that he does. Leave me alone and yeah. please don't look into it any further. He he, yeah. he very uh, thoroughly stresses that he will not participate in any violence. He, he seems kill. like the kind of guy you would fall in love with for the rest of your life and just like <laughs> always want to do what he wants to do because he just seems really affable that way. Well, okay, but we're getting ahead of things here, but he is he he has strange powers, right? Yeah. So how much of what we see of Roshan, like obviously her affability is true to the character that she was but you know Maybe. her love for him and how yeah. they got together I don't know it, it, it's, but she it, seems like maybe she pressured him into it from yeah. the story she tells later it, it's very Inception-esque in, in terms of like how much of her is her and how much of her is his idea of her Yeah, because well I mean cat's out of the bag mostly uh, Kevin's got powers and nobody survived yeah except and, him except him because his powers and he has basically recreated his life there you know it, it's it's well the house lawn and her no one yeah. else nothing else exactly well I mean this is essentially an emotional band-aid he's yeah. he, you know it, and fair enough you know this only happened three days ago he's not yeah. had a lot of time to process the loss of you know 11,000 of his neighbors mm-hmm. so yeah he's uh he's still in the midst of coping with the loss of his life family friends but we yeah. don't really Everything. get any impression that any of them matter other than Roshana. Well, yeah. And he seems to be like almost a Q-level alien Mm -hmm. who has this power who's beyond humanity. So I don't get the impression either from, you know, the way he's played or anything that he does in the episode that anyone else in the colony mattered to him at all. Yeah, well, probably not. Which is sort of weird. But, you know, I mean, clearly he's very upset about the loss of his wife and, you know, what what he did because of that, which we'll get to. Yes. Um, So Riker's really keen on having them come back up to this ship. Like, Mm -hmm. Like he would be because as far as Riker's concerned those aliens are still out there and could come back and destroy them at any time Yeah. so you know you guys should you know really come with us because you don't have a lot of in the way of uh, defenses down here being that you have a house in the lawn yeah also not the, yeah. yeah your current situation isn't sustainable even if the aliens have gone away yeah like the water you, table you, has you, been uh, destroyed yeah and tainted and you've only, your fusion generator is going to give out in five years you guys are both botanists but still you've got this one like you know like 50 by 50 foot plot of land like maybe you can grow enough food in it, Listen, maybe not. if you were Matt Damon oh. and you had enough potatoes, 
I could maybe, but you're clear. Neither one of you is clearly Matt Damon. So, yeah, yeah. You, you got Barbie's Malibu beach house and an acre of grass yeah. and nothing else. Yeah, there's nothing else growing on that grass right now. No, no, no. Well, it, it's weird because from above, it's just a, a square of green. But when they go there, they have kind of a, a rim of flowers yeah. and bushes, kind of. A little convenient. Probably mostly yeah. you can't see Malibu. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, there's there's not a lot of information on the memory alpha about this particular episode, but one of them is that this is a beach house in Malibu. Yeah. It's a very unusual structure. It's a triangle. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, slopey at one side. And, it looks like yeah. a university building yeah. to me. In the remarkable coincidence, it's actually originally owned by one of the members of the cutting group. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, they, they go into the house and um, Data becomes enamored with a small music box. Yeah, the music box. I forgot about of, that. Of waltzing. Yeah. Two he, waltzing he, people that has been yeah. in Roshana's family for, for generations. Generations, he says. Basically, you know, it's Data's childlike wonder moment for the episode. Yeah. I have never seen a music box before. However, it has later impact in the rest of the episode because it's the music that starts to drive Deanna crazy. Yeah, Kevin uses that music to drown out Deanna's telepathic ability because she was close to sussing out who they were. was she really? Probably not. (laughs) I think Kevin... He's assuming some big things. Kevin Kevin was really... uh, giving Deanna a lot more credit than she was due. You know, Kevin was just like, I feel a psychic up there. I'd better turn up the music. You know, just in case. You had nothing to worry about, Kevin. No. Nothing. We know from previous experience that that was not really going to be an issue. So Deanna spends the entire episode sidelined with this music box just playing in her head constantly. and She quickly goes insane. She goes way too insane. Because the music is not really that intrusive and it just... I feel like it should have been more irritating music. It, it, I think they needed to do a better job of expressing how omnipresent it was yeah, for her. Yeah, that too. Because the thing is, by the time she's going like Cracker Jacks, it's she's, the second time we've it, seen her. Yeah, and it's but it, in in terms of story time, she's been listening to that music nonstop for four days. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and at which point, yeah, like I kind of I kind of get it. It, it, it would be really irritating. Yeah, yeah. But we we don't get any time with her. It's the second time we've seen her, and suddenly she is just losing her mind. And it's not the kind of music that seems like it would be that aggravating that quickly yeah. because we've only spent a very short time with it. Like yeah. any any kind of music would be, but oh, yeah. I, I feel like they should. Have done something that they, was they more needed irritating. to have like some scenes where like we've got Deanna's perspective and the music is just drowning everything out. Yeah, you know, so that so that we know that it's not just that she's listening to music; she's listening to music that's actually like really loud in her head yeah. to the point that she can't focus or hear what other people are saying. Or yeah, because previously we've seen we've had one scene of that yeah. where they're in the briefing room and she can't really focus on yeah. what Picard but, is but trying they, to talk they, about. They still keep the music so it's, low it's that low. it doesn't feel yeah. Yeah. Well, All they, of that, and I think they wanted us to be able to hear the dialogue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they they needed what they needed to do is just create some scenes where the dialogue wasn't important. What was important is knowing that Deanna yeah. can't hear. Throw in a scene yeah. with Jordy. He doesn't say anything. Yeah, important. yeah. You know exactly. So just <laughs> nice. a scene like maybe over the shoulder from Deanna's perspective, so we get a bit of her face, and there's Jordy talking to the captain about bullshit that doesn't matter to us, and all we can hear is just the same guy talking with all of the like with this crashingly loud, you know, yeah. uh, won't 
waltz music in her head. Yeah. It's worse in the background, like picking his teeth with one of those Klingon knives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Worf and, and maybe every, maybe every time she looks over at uh, at Riker, who stares at her throughout this entire thing, but d- doesn't make any mention of concern for her, just just staring at her. Maybe every time she looks at him, he can just you know give her a wink and finger guns. <laughs> But yeah, I feel like it should be Enter the Gladiators. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the the circus clown song. It just it's got a really oh god ridiculous name. It's that uh, sounds much more epic than it actually is. Yeah. Th- that would be a good song, or you know, just something maybe like some heavy industrial sounds. Th- this waltz music, I don't know. It doesn't feel yeah aggravating enough. It doesn't uh, it doesn't get the job done, especially of... for how little time we spend with it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like if it had been like fucking Pop Goes the Weasel. Oh my god. Yeah, any nursery rhyme. Yeah, you know, Ooh. like like if Data had discovered, you know, a Jack in the Box or something, you know, right? And she and she'd been like, oh yeah, that is a like a, a legit vintage Jack in the Box from the 1800s, and it's been in my family for you know hundreds of years, you know, like like mm-hmm. a like a, like a really ornate you know Jack in the Box, and you know, and that would have been funnier too because then you know Data could get surprised by whatever yeah. you know like a Punch and Judy type of thing that pops out of it, you know, and then and Pop goes the weasel over and over again would really quickly get very Oh yeah, irritating. absolutely. Oh yeah, that would be better. I'm mm. a genius. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. I fixed it. I fixed Star Trek. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. Everybody, so like the new Star Trek uh, teaser for the uh, for the new Star Trek series hit last week. Oh, Did I you haven't see it? seen it yet. Actually. Oh, it's terrible. It's uh, well, it's the thing is the teaser is just a teaser to let you know that they're making a new Star Trek series. Oh, okay. There's no, there's nothing in the teaser. No information. No information other than we're making like, hey, everybody, don't forget we're making a new Star Trek. I mean, it is about time. It's yeah, been a weirdly long time. I showed it to Foley. It's uh, it's really some planets. It's cool. Yeah. It, it's surprisingly amateurish how it's done like the the cg effects that they use for the uh, trailer just don't gel it starts out with fucking star wars star lines like oh. uh, you know and, which is a weird choice like it's like that you've, it's kind of something they've never done yeah it's like you you've you've picked the wrong effect here you're 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 you just shouted star wars in our faces that's weird hmm. uh yeah it's uh it's not a good teaser we'll we'll see where things go i guess I hope. Uh, I, I mean, I really hope yeah. it's good. I mean, I'll be honest. I haven't actively watched any series since Next Gen, so mm-hmm. it's not a big deal to me either way. But I, that's fair. I kind of like fair. to. Um, I hear DS Nine is pretty good. I started watching it when it first the, came the out, first, and then just lost yeah, interest. The first couple of seasons are apparently uh, like like Next Gen. DS9 apparently picks up in yeah. season three. Whatever, haters. DS9's great. I remember seeing a couple episodes of it that I loved. It's just I never got into it enough to watch it full time. Yeah. One of these days. No, DS9's sweet. <clears throat> um, I have a personal grudge against DS9. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you guys want to hear about my DS9 grudge? Who, is, is it Janeway who's the head of No, DS9? that's Voyager. That's no, Voyager. That's okay. Voyager. We, we, we don't really but, speak let, We don't talk about Voyager. No. You see, oh, when, yeah, we were, okay. when we were in high school, like, you know, like early days, mm-hmm. you know, like grade nine, mm-hmm. and DS9 was just about to come out. Like it yeah. was like about like it was about to premiere. Yeah. And the Home Shopping Network offered the DS9 Writer's Bible. You know, like like a co- you know you know how shows have oh, yeah. have yeah, sure. show Bibles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they had a copy of the DS9 show Bible that they were going to that they were selling. And I managed to uh, talk my mom into getting me the DS9 <laughs> show Bible. <laughs> what? From yeah, yeah. I thought because wow. like I was really excited. Like you know, I mean, oh man, get yourself know. all prepped for the. 
the show. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be amazing. And then it arrived, and it was basically, you know, like 20-some-odd pages of, uh, of Xeroxed, you know, notes stapled together. <laughs> this is <laughs> This is an arm. This is drawn by no one. It's worth nothing. That is exactly <laughs> what yeah. it is. Yeah. And, oh, man, it arrived, and I was crazy. Crushed. I was so disappointed what? when this thing when this thing arrived, and like it was almost illegible. Like it was so bad. Wow. Yeah. So we did send it back, and Mom got her money back. I was gonna say, but, like, uh, do you still have a copy? No, no. Uh, but yeah, after that experience, like that soured so me on DS9 yeah. oh, right man. from the get go. And then I watched the first episode, and oh, and, so and here's Cisco being an asshole to Picard, and you know, being a weird, creepy dad, and his son was. Jake. Dork and uh, Jake. Jake. He's he's the Cisco. Yeah, just, just give him, cut him slack. And, uh, <laughs> and the Baj- and the Bajorans and their and their you know religion and I, 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 oh man I uh, yeah oh wait, man I, uh, it's, it's I've gotta, seen gotta give it time. Of it. You gotta give it time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I tried to get back into it in uh, season three when they were talking about oh man the Klingon civil war the treaty is over Ooh. the Federation is at war with the Klingon Empire. I was like shit yeah, yeah. this is good be amazing sweet one episode well, you know. and then everything was fine I was like I like I saw that and I thought like that was the season arc yeah like I thought that was the schism like I thought from this point forward until some point in the future we're back at war with the Klingons well nope Nope. And uh, I was, I felt very betrayed by that because you gotta, go, you gotta go watch the rest of it, man. That's you. That's what you sound like. Just whatever. Okay. So regarding this episode, <laughs> obviously like there's not just there's just yeah. kind of not a whole lot to say about it. It's a perfectly decent episode, but it's one that it's a character episode. No, yeah. It's there, there's not a ton to say about it. Well, uh, well. What, what happens next? <coughs> where, where were we? Like they they visit the house the first time and yeah, they go back up and Deanna's got the music in her head. Kevin has a secret. What's going on? Yeah. Why why did they survive this attack? So Picard finally goes down. He, yeah, he did not go down. With a- after they uh, after they take a run around the system oh, and don't right. find anything. It, do we have him meet the? Do, do we have the attack by the the ship? Uh, no, not yet. Not it's until after yeah. his first yeah, visit. It, yeah, the, uh, when he comes back and he has his first visit with them, you know, and brings them a replicator. Yeah, right. Uh, right. And then they leave, and then that, and then the ship that uh, well, they first, think before they leave, we have worse excellent uh, oh, tea yeah. appreciation. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, and his uh, <laughs> and. And like the first time he goes into the house, and he's like, uh, he's like trying to fend us off with a phaser that does not work. Takes a lot of gall. And he's like, oh, you knew, huh? He's like, I respect gall. It's great. That's right. Uh, uh, good old Worf. Big dumb Worf. I love him. He's the best. So they they give Worf tea. Yeah, they they give Worf and Picard some tea, and cut to Worf really not enjoying it. Yeah, he's mm. he's got like, his face mm. on uh, good tea, nice house. Yes. <laughs> so polite. He's so polite. Perfect. He's really. He's He's a really good house guest. So they go back up uh, just in time to uh, see this big warship come into orbit. And it it tries to chase them off. But it has very little power. Yeah. It it doesn't actually try to chase them off. It fires on them and it can't really do anything. And then it runs away so they chase it. Yeah. And then Picard starts to kind of... This is like the first inklings of him cluing into the nature of what's actually happening here. And he's like, you know what? Let it go. We're going to go back to the 
we'll, we'll we'll just see what they think about that. Yeah, and they and Picard goes back down and, uh, and they're they're waltzing to they're, that they're to the waltzing. to the brain music. Exactly, uh, and he's like he's very surprised to see Picard back. Yeah, he's and really he's back. like celebrating because you know obviously they're celebrating that they've uh, or Kevin at least is celebrating that he has scared off the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. They're like, what are you doing back here? Get out of my house! Um, Picard still hasn't quite figured out what's happening, but he's got a he's got a theory now. Yeah, and so he plants the uh, he he plants the seeds here where he gives Kevin the only scenario by which the Enterprise is going to leave. He's like, we're as long as you two are alive, we are not leaving this mm-hmm. this planet. I'm just going to stay up yeah. there in orbit yeah. and wait for you. Yeah, wait for you to die. Shouldn't be long. You're really old. Yeah, so, super old. So the real reason that they had to incapacitate Troy in this episode is because the entire, entire point of the show is that Kevin is hiding something. Yeah. And we didn't need Troy to actually explicitly say that to us 55 times. Yeah. <laughs> and she probably would have and everyone would have ignored her because yeah. that's kind of how things yeah, so work. How, how much, how much more fun is it for our crew to figure out somebody's hiding something yeah. than to have Troy just blurt it but out? But they know. They know. Yeah. Like, the whole time. It's like, yeah. You know, it's like, like thank you. No. Well, it's it's stating the obvious. It's kind of fun that for some reason Picard picks up on it really quickly, but does not tell anyone. Yeah, he's like, uh, I'm well, he just doesn't. Gonna he do doesn't. Want. He's playing it. Pretty he doesn't want to look like a dummy. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like Picard has no idea exactly how far Kevin's powers, yeah. you know, extend. Like, can he read their minds, or can he listen in on them? Or... Do you know what you do to me? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, here I am, like a kid out of school, holding hands with a. God, I'm, I'm a, a fool. fool. So Picard, uh, the the ship shows up again after he goes down and makes his ultimatum, yeah. and it's much more powerful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this time it really rocks their uh, rocks their world. You got a serious buff. It, uh, yeah, it takes out their shields in one shot, and then they can't even you know put a scratch on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It basically absorbs their energy weapons into its shields. Yeah. So like it's like okay, we're we're really gonna scare you off, and then he goes down again, and they're like, are you, you're back again? What what the hell? I, what's, what's that about? And and that's when he gives them the. Yeah. Uh, the, the the details on exactly what will make them go away. Yeah, that's right. And I'm not leaving here until you and guys. And he are goes dead. back up and says, like, okay, we're gonna wait for the ship to show up. I'm like, yeah. you think it's gonna show up? Yeah. I'm like, don't turn on the shields. Don't yeah. get the weapons ready. We're we're not gonna do anything. And uh, Worf is a little put off by that. <laughs> I don't want to shoot yeah. some. And he's still kind of embarrassed from not seeing it coming the first time. Yeah, because yeah. he he told Picard, he's like, I you know like I, I, I've searched for it, and uh, yeah. Picard's like, hey, I've heard that before from this admiral guy and then it turns out these Andorians had like taken their ship apart to fool him. He's like, well, they didn't have anyone as thorough as Mr. Worf on the case. I will stake my reputation on it. And then, and then the it shows ship up shows again. And, and Worf's like, oh! And he's been tugging at his collar. It's, it's something we didn't really mention the first time but when, they f- when the ship first shows up out of nowhere and literally it's out of nowhere as it turns out. You see Worf in the background looking tremendously embarrassed yeah like yeah. he's literally hanging his head in shame yeah it's and, beautiful. And, and, and Picard even calls him Mr. Worf yeah. and he's <laughs> like I have no explanation <laughs> captain I don't understand what's going on it's very good oh poor Worf so this next time like <laughs> sir should we put up the shields I'm like no no, no. should we ready our weapons no. uh, when I say yeah not right now he, he's not happy about it but yeah oh, follow orders. So, so the ship fires on the planet and dis- apparently destroying uh, Kevin 
Ben Rashawn in the house, you know, and then they fire a single torpedo, which blows up this ship, which is, uh, if I may quote uh, Riker, it has five times the mass of the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. So this thing is five times bigger than the Enterprise, and a single photon torpedo boom destroys it completely. Mm-hmm. And then Picard's like, well, I guess that's that. I'm just going to go to my ready room, chill, uh, just let, scan t- the planet for a while. Yeah, take this into higher orbit, and let's just scan the planet for a while. If you see anything, let me know. And then they see something, and they let him know. Uh, but not before Riker comes in to be like, yo, yo. We've been scanning the planet for three hours, and there's nothing. What's Listen, the deal here, J- guy? JLP, what is up? You know, you, you got you got to talk to your boy. You gotta you gotta you gotta bring me in on this because he's like I'm. Pr- Pretty sure they're not dead. Like, I'm pretty sure I didn't just murder them. Like, 80% sure I didn't just murder them. But then that jumps quickly to 100% when Jordy lets them know that the house is back. Just as he just just as he thought. And so Picard, in uh, in his them right up. Yep, in his inimitable fashion, just sasses them right up to the bridge, and uh, they're just incensed by this until Picard, you know, drops drops the hammer. Talks Rashawn out of existence? Yep. <laughs> Listen, Rashawn, you're great. I can touch you. I can smell your perfume. But you, you have your own thoughts and shit, but you ain't real. You literally don't you exist. Because you died a few days ago. Yeah, and then she just kind of like melts into the ether. And it's we're pretty just, harsh. Yeah, and we're, and we're just left with uh, with Kevin. And uh, they have and they have their little kind of verbal showdown. Picard basically lays out his theory that, yeah. like, listen, uh, everyone died except you. And you just recreated your wife in the house to kind of live on. Uh, you can just re-destroy it and rebuild it as many times as you want because it's not really there. Same with the alien ship. Yeah, <clears throat> exactly. And he hears this and just vanishes, hits the turbo lift. and he, Yeah, you know, he, because Picard has challenged him to you know, fix Troy. He's yeah. like, I brought you here to end the suffering of one of my crewmates because you're doing it. You're, you're, piece of, you're, you're a real piece of work. Yeah, you know yeah, that? Yeah. Kevin? Yeah. Kevin. So Sorry, he catches Kevin. up with him down in Deanna Troy's quarters, fixing her. Yeah. Yep. I have taken the music from her mind. She will be alright now. She's asleep. And this is when he reveals the really dark history of what has happened the past few days. Yeah. He committed genocide. He destroyed the entire race. Yeah, when when, when they blew up his, uh, when they they killed his wife in a moment, uh, in in a single moment of grief and uh, anguish, he just fought the entire race out of existence. Like, not one of them, not the ones that attacked them, but every whatever they were called everywhere. Yeah. Boom. Gone. He just he just blinked them out of existence. And it's a pretty good moment in yeah. that, like, Picard's like, wow, uh, yeah. we don't really have any laws yeah. to cover anything of that magnitude. How about you just go back to the planet and we're gonna leave you alone, because that's... That's heavy. That's, that's beyond reasoning. Yeah. There, there's yeah. nothing we can do here. First of all, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, son. Second of all, yeah, we're not really qualified to even yeah, yeah. judge you. Like we're we're just gonna leave you here. Uh, you can stay here with your thoughts. Yeah, Kevin, <laughs> as you kind of hinted at earlier, Kevin is uh, space Hitler. No, well, <laughs> that I I don't feel like I'm qualified to judge him on that. No, no, uh, no. He uh, um, he's an immortal being. Who has yeah, he seems very Q like to the Q. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and who knows? Maybe even is a Q. Could be. Well, maybe. Yeah. Who just like was doing a, a tourist thing on yeah. Earth and this woman came up and like we, we kind of yeah, skipped yeah. over that where she said she had known him for two hours and declared that they were going to be married basically. No, but it sounds like he, you know, legitimately. Oh yeah, yeah, They absolutely. were in love and, you know, that was that was his entire, uh, he 
put everything else aside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with her death, it just like it kind of put him back to his godlike powers, and he uh, didn't know how to use them responsibly anymore. Maybe. Well, maybe he never faced such a situation before. Maybe. Yeah, and it's it's not beyond the realm of because I mean it doesn't apparently doesn't take much for him to do this stuff. Like mm-hmm. all he has to do is think it, and you know, and things will happen. And in a moment of you know grief like that, it's not yeah. it's not beyond the realm of comprehension that in that moment of grief like in that flash of you know anger he he, he, he thought it and it happened he can't be as powerful as the Q though because like I mean sim- simply by the fact that he apparently can't undo this yeah yeah that's... yeah. and he has to go to Deanna's quarters to undo the music yeah. thing sure yeah and, and that seems kind of out of proportion to him being able to blink an entire five billion people race out I, of existence I think, I think that was just for dramatic staging though I, I think he probably could have just taken the music from her mind you know on the bridge but uh, it, 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 but, ma- it made for know. a better scene if mm-hmm. he was you know if he if he got to uh, mm-hmm. con- like, you confront know, the be- object of his yeah. Yeah. torment yeah. but yeah and uh, then they, they leave him there and Picard's like I don't know what we should think about this guy but I, I know we should leave him alone yeah. and credits mm-hmm. and yeah uh, and we never hear about this guy again well presumably, presumably he kills like, himself yeah yeah oh, dark. oh well, I mean that's the thing can, <laughs> dark. can he because he's, he's immortal is he though that's what he said oh he is okay yeah yeah he, he, he says he's immortal yep. so that's the thing he's well Picard even you know floated that point out right, there really quickly yeah. in the dialogue yeah he would have he kind of said he would have liked to have died which on, but he can't mm-hmm. right so yeah uh, there it is it's pretty good actually a yeah pretty it's good a good episode, episode yeah. um they I mean, yeah, we kind of talked pretty flippantly about it, but like, it's heavy. Yeah, it is pretty. It was pretty. The subject matter is pretty heavy, and especially seeing it the first time, I remember thinking it was like oh, pretty good. Um, yeah, his actions were interesting in the sense that he's yeah, he does obviously feel like the burden of uh, his mm-hmm. actions, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. This is something we were talking about earlier before we started recording. Yeah. That this is sort of right at the point where they've hit their stride. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not trying to do original series anymore. They are their yeah. own thing. They have their own ideas, and they are proper moving forward with yeah. it. Like, we were not having the same prime directive angst every episode anymore. Mm-hmm. We have kind of more weighty issues that actually mean something. Yeah. So, uh, what, what what would we rank this? I'm, I'm going to give this, like, a, a solid, like, lieutenant commander, I think. I'm going to give it a rating of good tea. Nice one. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Lieutenant Commander sounds good. Yeah, I, I think I can go with that, too. Cool. Sure. This is a solid Lieutenant Commander episode. Never appreciates Joe Grace. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate them, but uh, I'm not going to make them. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> okay. So, uh, since the last time we've talked, there's been a lot happening in Wrath of Gems. Oh, Wrath of Gems time? Yeah, oh my yeah, god. Shit. They, yeah. There's been an update. They've added a new mode. We've got an arena mode now, which event is Event mode, isn't yeah, it? Event mode, yeah. 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 Little bonus storyline yeah which yeah, of course which you're still read. not reading not reading at all uh, they, <laughs> you're terrible. You're they the worst. definitely <laughs> still need to hire somebody uh, a, like a continuity wrangler for their art department because they just oh. they can't figure out what uh, I mean, what they, ships and interiors and stuff go with what series like you know, the he, game's here, like, here's the Enterprise D, and here's Captain Kirk calling Scotty aboard the Enterprise D to find out what's happening in the engine room. No, I mean, like, well, they, it's they, all explained in the plot, though, that you're not. No, no it's it not. Certainly <laughs> is no. not. No, <laughs> it's definitely not. The game, like, yeah, like in terms of being like professional software, is like just laughably amateur when it comes to like quality control and, yeah. and mm-hmm. testing and stuff. There's all yeah. sorts of flagrant bugs in the game that, which they introduce new ones whenever they add something new. They don't fix stuff. They don't fix stuff properly ever. And like you say, yeah, they're just they're getting like art 
were grown. Yeah. All over the place. Kind of adds to the charm of the game. It does. Like, the, I mean, but we constantly get, you know, like the back of somebody's head that's wrong. Or like, yeah, like, like oh, here, here's a picture of uh, Riker and he's got his beard in this scene, but in the next scene he does not. No. It's, uh, it's quite funny. Oh, in the new, uh, the last uh, TNG though event though, um, the back, back job pictures of Riker, he had the beard now. Oh, good, good, good. great. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's the original <laughs> Enterprise. Oh, wait. No, sorry, that's the Enterprise yeah. D. Yeah, that's the Enterprise D over a, uh, over one of the huge uh, space stations, you know, from yep. uh, yeah. from the movie series. Uh, Piloted by Captain Kirk yeah, right there. But then, uh, later on, the uh, the interior of one of the shuttle bays is actually the interior of the Enterprise shuttle bay. Oh. Like, the old Enterprise shuttle bay. Come on, guys. But the, uh, the uh, hallway that led to it was a hallway from uh, the Enterprise D. It's almost like... <laughs> It's almost like, shockingly enough, the guys who are producing this game never want to start trying. <laughs> yeah, it does feel that way. Weird, it's, huh? It's really Weird. funny. No, but it's sweet, though. The new mode is great. Yeah, yep. uh, Dilithium is finally... Uh, uh, flowing a little more freely, I'd say. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's still not super easy to get, like, mm. but it doesn't take a million years to work up enough Dilithium to do anything now. Now it's like, yeah. you know, like you work for a week and you get enough Dilithium to do your thing. I guess so, yeah. yeah. Which is better, better. Yeah, the, the gold expenditure is really funny, too, because when you <coughs> want to add, like, a... If you want to add new slots, it costs whatever it costs normally. But then now they're like, oh yeah, no, great sale. You can have two slots for this price. Cha-ching. Except now there's no option to just buy one. Yeah. So if you want a single slot, you'd have to pay for two. Even at the sale price, it's like still almost, you know, 170% of what it costs before. Uh, <laughs> great, guys. Thanks. Oh, well. So yeah, Rapid Gems. Oh, it's still great. It's hot. It's still hot. Uh, there was a toy show recently uh, here in town, and I picked up uh, a bunch, by which I mean four, mm-hmm. of the Galoob Star Trek The Next Generation action figures yes you know interesting in the timeline of the show like we're now in up season three these so these figures actually would have been released before oh yeah these uh, these ep- figures well, came out in season one yeah we, we've got Worf here with his uh, gold sash yeah, yeah. red, red shirt Worf yeah yeah, yeah. interesting yeah like the original sash from the original series which yeah. is cool and yeah interestingly they're all different heights compared like compared to each other mm-hmm. yeah. like R- Riker is taller than all of them and Jordy is like a wee baby child he's so teeny he is very small uh, it's quite funny one thing that I find weird about them is that they all have a phaser molded into their hand yeah I think it's because at this scale the three and three quarter inch scale uh, a phaser is it, so small you would have lost it as a yeah, kid yeah it would be gone yeah but what's interesting another interesting thing is you know I mean like at first glance they look like they're basically just reusing bodies because they're all pretty much the same you know like it's the same uniform and stuff mm-hmm. but in actuality each body is uniquely molded because they're all different heights and they all have different seam work on them like some of them have like this kind of uh, this triangular seam thing coming yeah. down pointing towards the crotch others do not uh, Riker interestingly has the little pocket molded on his side for the, uh, the tricorder? No, for the for the tiny phaser. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, but none of the others do. Type and, and like I say, uh, Jordy is significantly shorter than everyone else. Jordy is, is. on the table behind uh, little, little Jared boy. there. Yeah. And yeah, he's so tiny compared to the others. Yeah, it's not it's not immediately obvious from watching the show that LeVar Burton is like that much smaller than the other well, I mean, characters. But TV, right? You know, you, right. you don't you never get like a really good uh, sense of scale. But the uh, the sculptors went to the set of Next Gen and took photos of everybody. That's cool for you know for their uh, action figures. So we're I theorize that perhaps they decided to make all of the heights. You know, yeah, to basically make 
make the figures in scale to each other as well. So, it seems like they did. Like it's yeah, it's pretty it's, cool. It's, it's the only explanation I can come to for why they wouldn't just make them all the same height. Because mm-hmm. there's no re- like the man. I love that gold sash. Yeah, it is very cool. Um, I don't love it on the show, but I do love yeah. it on the figure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the reason they used it in the show was that is the actual original sash from the original series, yeah. which is cool, but also it looks you know so silly. Yeah, it doesn't look good. Like the new sash that he has, like the new Baldrick the looks bandolier. much better. Yeah, it looks way better. <clears throat> yeah, it's just very cool because it look it, it kind of looks like it's made out of like you know motorcycle bike chain. Yeah, well, it, it looks like it's chainmail or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah. Whereas the old one is like that just looks. Yeah, he ju- he just looks really like silly. he like he won like you know Mister Congeniality. <laughs> of course he did. He would. Mm-hmm. What are you kidding? He's the most congenial Klingon. Um, but yeah, uh, these figures are pretty cool. I want to get a hold of the uh, the Playmates Bridge playset because the Playmates Bridge playset was a little too small for the Playmates figures. Like, you put all the figures in there and it feels kind of cramped. But I think this scale of figure would fit really nicely in there. Like, it wouldn't feel as uh, claustrophobic as it does with, like, the larger, like, five-inch scale, like, four-and-a-half-inch, five-inch scale that was the Playmates line. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want to, like, I'm hoping at the next toy show I can find a, uh, like, a beat-up bridge to to get for these guys. Mm -hmm. And then I'll replace the uh, the seats in it with smaller chairs that will fit these guys and it'll be cool you're all gonna be so jealous just while we're on the subject of Worf sash yeah. sash so like yes the gold sash in the first season is a remnant of what we saw from Klingons from the uh, yeah. original series right and then Worf upgrades to like the, the silver metal sash yeah. which looks pretty badass and yes we really and looks better with his new yellow uniform like, yes because yeah. that was the reason the he had to be in a red uniform red. was because the gold sash didn't show up against the gold uniform of the uh, security right so gold uniform silver sash yeah works great looks great mm-hmm. everybody strongly 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 identifies that sash with Worf yes however there's also the implication though that he's wearing this because he's a Klingon yet we meet plenty of other Klingons <laughs> that never wear that no one else ever wears a sash ever so at that point it's just I think it goes back to again like the fact that Worf while he's a Klingon he's very like stoked about being a Klingon very proud of his heritage he actually grew up on Earth and is a little disconnected with yeah. Uh, yeah. actual Klingons did, did he grow up on Earth I thought yeah. the Rajinko's Mars Colony uh, yeah was the moon no it was Mars Colony I think I can't remember where but I, I was pretty sure it wasn't actually Earth sorry yes he, he grew up amongst yeah Earth he grew up amongst humans system. amongst yeah. humans yeah. but I think it's sort of like another case where it works like he's really like keen about being you know being part of the part like, of the club I'm like, one fourteenth Cherokee and this is my headdress and sure no, yeah no well, <laughs> yeah but it's just sort of like and then you know he goes with it and yeah. in reality nobody else he, actually he wears has that. seen that in historical documents yeah yeah of, of he's like just into Klingons. it and, and like yeah I, I dig that I like that that's that's a cool thing it's his piece of flair you know yeah other I, Klingons, I wonder are the Klingons embarrassed for him like, I don't know well see like the, yeah. the most of the Klingons we see uh, we see in a military capacity and they're wearing their military uniform but when he wears his military uniform he puts on a Klingon uniform and yeah. he still wears the oh, sash does he? oh yeah. yeah oh gosh yeah, I have no recollection yeah. of him wearing the sash over the uh, over the Klingon uniform oh he does oh and my goodness what I can't remember though is his when we meet his brother Kern Kern does not wear a sash Kern does not wear a sash but I think there might be at least one occasion when Kern does wear a sash in a moment of like true brotherly like yeah, yeah. solidarity <laughs> oh. it's very moving he's like oh man my brother's the biggest dork ever but I'm gonna make him feel included <laughs> oh, I'm 
I'm going to wear a sash, We'll, we'll go cosplay too. together. Exactly. They'll feel really yeah. cool. We, we rarely get any glimpses of uh, the Klingon homeworld outside of the of the council chamber. That one map painting of, yeah. the, of yeah. the council chamber, yeah. It's you great know, map so it looks it awesome, is. man. So it's hard to say whether other Klingons, like, you know, day, in their daily wear, wear these kind of sashes or not. I have a feeling no yeah. one wears the sash. I, I don't no, recall. I don't it was, so, like, no. It's kind of a wharf thing. No, I think it'd be like, it would sort of be like, yeah, if you want to go historical, it would be like if we were walking around wearing like powdered wigs. Oh, yeah, man. It's, it know? seems like an ambassadorial thing from the old series. Maybe. Maybe yeah. just like a few people wore it when they were visiting with the Back Federation, when they were cool. You know? Yeah. You know, it was over 100 years ago. Yeah, I, uh, anyway. I don't know. I don't know. We should look it up, I guess. When, when I'm we not, do... I'm not going to, but <laughs> one of us should. When, when we do eventually uh, start talking about the original series, we're going to keep oh, it in man. mind. Yeah. Cool. The original series is a lot of it is. And there is a lot to talk about there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. It's back on primetime TV these days. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I, was I don't have television, that. but I do have the whole series on Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to cover? Uh, no, I think we're good. All right. All right. It's, it's a good episode, but there's just not much to say about it. Yeah, it's a good one. I Watch I it. Think, I, we, we've done plenty. We've got 50 minutes here. Oh, That's yeah. great. All right. Good. So, yeah, thank you for joining us aboard the Diecast Enterprise. This is Pax. Uh, Jay, uh, watch Invasion USA starring Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> hey. oh, that guy. Like, I mean, I want to like Chuck Norris, but he's kind of a tool. He's kind of a tool. And you know? most of his movies are pretty bad. But yeah, and he's, just, USA, he's, just not a, he's not That's a good actor. Movie. But, no. you know, it's he's still funny to watch. Yeah, you, you want to watch just like a buffoon, like making his way through an action movie, then yeah. Yeah, I mean, like if you want to watch a true 80s icon, watch some Hasselhoff. Yeah. Right? Oh, good old Hasselhoff. Yeah, we had a talk Yeah, Night Rider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or like maybe we should check out his uh, Nick Fury movie. Oh God! Oh, you know, I and, saw that when I was originally. Yeah. Oh man, when he played Nick Fury and like yeah. he's kind of bummed that Marvel didn't bring him back to be Nick Fury. It's like, <laughs> like seriously, dude, they got Samuel L. Jackson. They really traded up. Love you, Hoff, like, but you're yeah, no Sam Jackson. No, like uh, is Hoff in the new Baywatch movie? He is. He, he is. has a cameo in the new Sweet. Baywatch movie. Sweet. I uh, can't wait to watch that with The Rock. And I'm hoping that. that their sequel's going to be a Baywatch Nights and the Fight Werewolves. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, this, this Baywatch movie is a comedy. Like, they're doing, yeah, it, doing it in the same vein as that 21, 21 Jump Street, Street movies. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for that because I will watch The Rock in literally everything. Yeah, uh, there is nothing I will not watch The Rock do. Like, I, I, watched, yeah. I watched that shitty Hercules movie he did. Oh, man. And it's terrible. But The Rock is great. And Ian McShane the Rock is, is always great. Ian McShane is in it for some reason. Ian I don't McShane know why. Ian McShane is always great. But he's there. And, then the, and The Rock is there. And even when The Rock looks ridiculous wearing that stupid lion hat and shit he's still the rock and he's still great you know the rock was in an episode of Star Trek Voyager just to bring this all yeah back. yeah he just was a wrestler back full circle yeah he yeah. played a wrestler real uh yeah yeah this was before he w- he had left wrestling to become uh you know Dwayne the the rock Johnson uh, when... did, did he ever really leave wrestling really? no no he's yeah. but well I mean, no but yeah I'm just kidding. he he has returned to wrestling but <laughs> he has you finally know. the rock is back has come back yeah. to well you know it's it's yeah. just like the rock can do whatever he wants now so he's just like he's the rock yeah, yeah he's right. just like hey he's guys uh do you want me to come back for a couple episodes this like, season definitely. and they're like yes, yes we will give you the belt and he's like sure I would be really conflicted if uh, The Rock ever was asked to play Mr. Worf I don't think I'd handle that mm. yeah I love him but I don't know I, I, I'm, I'm like no. I'm, I'm still Jason Momoa for Worf if they uh, if they did Worf again Dorner no one I, no. I, I can't I can't yeah I kind of I can't talk about this Dorn rationally all the way I can't talk about this rationally oh. yeah Okay. All right. As much as I love the rock. And for real this time, we're out. Scene. We're out. Peace. Bye. Bye. The Diecast Enterprise is a nonstop pop production. 
If you enjoy the show and want to support it, please check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash pags, P-A-G-Z. You can also follow us on social media. You'll find links on our website, diecast-enterprise.com or nonstop-pop.com. Thanks for listening. Live long and prosper.